0: Good morning. Thanks for those Bible readings. Uh, my name's John with Varun. I'm also a part of the 1130 congregation. Um, and since the last time I was with you here at 945, I've got some nice news to share with my wife. We've had our third baby born on the 1st of September. We named her Adelaide Grace Gia. So we might not be too far behind um, the baptism that happened today. Um, and you can ask us about those names later if you want. That was since last time I was here, but since we were all last here last week, uh, for many of us, we've heard that. The tongue is a world of evil amongst the body. So in what I'm about to do, and if we're going to talk to each other after we leave the building, we need God's help. Let's pray. God and Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For Jesus' sake, we pray. Amen. Who is wise among you? Depends how we measure wisdom, doesn't it? Is wisdom measured by life experience? Maybe like at our 8am congregation, there's lots there. Is it measured maybe by being well-informed, of world news, maybe it like this 945 congregation, or is it best measured by empathy towards others, a bit like maybe our 1130 Easy English congregation with lots of cultures represented. The author James asks his Christian audience in chapter 3, verse 13, who is wise among you, Christians? Christians. Now, we could search for wisdom in many places. We could go to old or new books. We could go to TED Talks online or podcasts for wisdom. Or if you're even more savvy, you might go to Instagram or that's old hat. So you might be going to be real because Instagram is on its way out, they say. The Instagram influencer has been around for maybe 10 years. Maybe it's on decline because of be real. But the influencer has been around much longer than that, actually in every generation of this present evil age. James says wisdom boils down to two sources, the world's wisdom, like the puppet, or wisdom from above. I wonder which is yours. That's our first point today. Point number one, they're probably not in there, so I'll just read it out. From where is your wisdom? Please follow from James chapter 3 in your Bibles, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Wisdom can be seen from a good lifestyle, good deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The word humility is literally meekness. Now, meekness will be defined by the world a bit negatively, like being quiet and easily imposed upon and not standing up for oneself. That's the world. But in the Bible, meekness is a gentleness With strength in adversity. Like Moses, who's described as very meek, more than anyone else on the face of the earth in Numbers 12. Moses' leadership was wrongly attacked by two other leaders, Miriam and Aaron, who challenged if God only spoke through Moses. But instead of attacking back, Moses accepted it, waited on God's timing. Perhaps a little bit like the response of the Christian man in Victoria this week, Andrew Thorburn, who was forced to resign as Essendon Football Club CEO for his Christian association. Gentleness with strength in adversity. Or the Greek dictionary definition of meekness, not being overly impressed by a sense of one's self-importance. Gentle, lowly so different from the world's attacks and boasting. Verse 14. But if you have a bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Maybe these Christians in James's time had rival faction groups amongst them, more happy to argue for their theological position. Now, of course, biblical truth is very important, something that the author Jude says needs contending for the faith. But James says, to boast of selfish ambition, denies the truth. It's a little ironic. Like if someone says, I'm not racist, but I don't much like Asian people. Now I say that as a half Asian man. They sort of deny the truth that they've claimed, don't they, by saying such a thing or if someone is to shout out, I don't have anger issues, again might deny that truth claim. The word deny, pseudomai, is where we get the word pseudonym or pseudo for not real. It's sad and ironic that boasting for theological truth denies the truth of Jesus they claim to know. Who is wise among them? Perhaps none of these strong characters who boast because verse 15 verse 15 such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly unspiritual demonic for where you have envy and selfish ambition there you find disorder and every evil practice earthly is belonging to this evil world Unspiritual, is without God's spirit in them, but only the sinful nature or the flesh. And demonic is, of course, of the devil himself. Earthly, unspiritual, demonic, or the world, the flesh, and the devil. Maybe you've seen this wisdom in a workplace or in politics, or dare I say it to you, Aussies, people in Australia, you've seen it in sport. Yep, I said it. Where to boast of strong leadership might actually be hiding that selfish ambition and jealousy and bullying. Bullying allegations have been made of Aussie politicians and AFL coaches in recent times. Maybe you've even seen it in churches. And James says this isn't okay. The anger of man of humankind does not produce the righteousness of God, James chapter 1, verse 20. That's not wisdom from above. But what is? Verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. It's pure, refined, like in James chapter 1. Or considerate means not insisting on your every right, but instead being non-combative. Sincere is no sense of play-acting and peace-loving is what produces a harvest of righteousness. Again, chapter 1, verse 20, human anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. Peacemaking. So is your wisdom from below? Do you boast of your self-importance? Or is it from above? In the meekness of wisdom, not impressed by a sense of how important you are. Point number one is, from where is your wisdom? Point number two today, from what is your fighting? Chapter four, verse one. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel. And fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you might spend what you get on your pleasures. They use fighting words. You know, them's fighting words. That's what they use. Not from a love for the truth, but from their desires that battle within them. Desires, or the word passions, is the same word Jesus used when he was describing the parable of the soils and the seed that fell among thorns. I'll read for you from Luke chapter 8, verse 14. Jesus says, The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. There's no harvest from among them. And now in James 4, verse 3, even in asking God, they're driven by their pleasures, the source of their murderous words as Christians. This couldn't be true of us, could it? St. Michael's, Australian Christians or Christians here in Wollongong because we're so relaxed and friendly, aren't we? I hear many international visitors describe Australia in this way. I'm going to put some things to you. Do we not, in Australia, pride ourselves on our strong democracy and adversarial Westminster Parliament, the fighting words in Canberra or in Sydney? Do we not pride ourselves on robust adversarial journalism for the truth. Do we not pride ourselves, dare I say again, on our Aussie fighting spirit on the sports field? The Aussie men's cricket team are known as the world's worst sledgers, world-class in fighting words. And for Christians, sadly, this is all too common in churches. Maybe excused. Encouraged because we meet KPIs, we're strong leaders. That's not wisdom from above, but it's of the world, the flesh, and the devil, says James. I've ministry friends who have received or are currently receiving bullying within the church and Christian organisations from people we wouldn't believe. James says there's no place for fighting words amongst the household of God. It actually shows a really dangerous friendship. Verse 4. Look at verse 4. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. They oppose God with their adulterous friendship with the world like the double-minded man in chapter 1, verse 8, wants what the world has to offer and, sure, what God has to offer along with it. Friends with benefits. is a terrible term describing a terrible concept. Casual sex, the benefits, without the faithfulness of marriage. We might think it's a neutral term, doesn't really hurt, but it is very damaging. Likewise, friends with the world's benefits isn't neutral for the Christian. It's adulterous and enmity with God. What would God do with an adulterous people? Give up on them? Verse 6. But he gives us more grace. That's why the scripture says God opposes the power... And he will lift you up. He won't give up, but he'll lift up after giving more grace. Verse 6, the quote from Proverbs 3, literally give grace to the humble. So submit yourself to God. Make yourself low. Purify your hearts from having the world's ways plus God. And instead, God and His ways alone. And then the hostilities will be ended. End the hostilities with your fighting words from that dangerous friendship with the world, says James. It's so dangerous in its presumption. And this is our final point, number three. From where are you speaking? From where are you speaking? Verse 11. Brothers and sisters, Do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks evil against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you're not keeping it but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who's able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbour? To speak evil against a Christian brother or sister is to take God's seat as the judge. It's not just cursing people made in his image, chapter 2, verse 9, last week. It's cursing those remade in the image of his son. Those whom God has declared in his courtroom righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ who died for them those whom God has actually joined together in marriage with his son, Jesus Christ. So do think twice before speaking evil. Be slow to speak, says James, and don't slander your brother or sister because you're not the judge. There's only one lawgiver and judge, verse 12, who can save and destroy. A better place from where to speak not on his seat, but under the easy yoke of Jesus Christ. I'm going to read from Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, says Jesus, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. Literally, for gentle, I am meek and humble. You remember meekness. It's not being overly impressed by a sense of your self-importance. Or like Moses, it's gentleness with strength in adversity. Well, Jesus was in very nature God. He could have a good sense of his importance but in very nature God he made himself low in the form of a servant born as a man we heard of Moses in his leadership when it was challenged or the Christian man in Victoria Andrew Thorburn his leadership character has been challenged just like them actually them like Jesus Jesus was silent before his accusers he didn't strike back but actually obeyed his Father's plan and wisdom from above by dying on a cross, unjustly. And there is where we see the wisdom of God, Christ Jesus on the cross. And he who says, in meekness, learn from me. The only name who can save. If you're not a Christian, it's wonderful that you're in the room with us today. Will you put your trust in the only one who can save and be spared from destruction? But to finish today, we started, Who is wise among you? By what will you measure? Is it the world's wisdom that boasts of selfish ambition with its fighting words? or the meekness of wisdom from above, and learning from Christ himself. Now, some of us, I know, will have a greater struggle in this area than others. But remember, he gives more grace. So let's all humble ourselves before the Lord Jesus, before he will lift us up to be with him. I'll pray for us. Let's pray. Great God and Father, So help us to speak and act in meekness of wisdom, not by the world, the flesh or the devil that ruins. Give us more grace to draw near to you through our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.